to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. On today's episode, I sat down with Jesse Knight and Christopher James while we recapped our recent visit to Los Angeles, where we recorded a ton of episodes you guys have been able to listen to for the last month and a half. So we had such an amazing time in Los Angeles. City always treats us well, and it was great to be back recording episodes. Uh, some of the recent episodes that you've had with Mateen Stewart, Brandy Posey, Mike Furman, a special episode we did at the Chaplin House, all of those were recorded uh, prior to us recording this episode. So it was such an incredible time, as well as, uh, as uh, attending Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh, all, always so great there. The people that work at Jimmy Kimmel are always just incredible. And uh, yeah, we had an amazing time at the show. And uh, yeah, this is our recap of everything that happened there, as well as our, our hike up to the Hollywood sign, which you'll hear more about, um, and a little bit about why this episode is titled the way that it is titled. Uh, if, if you guys haven't caught on yet, a lot of our episode titles are some of the random things that Christopher says uh, while, while we are out and about or while we are recording the episode. So yeah, keep, 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 your, keep your ears open for that and you'll understand the, why the episode is titled how it is titled. So yeah, it was such an amazing time, so we really look forward to getting back to Los Angeles. We've got a ton of great episodes coming out uh, that we'll be recording out there, including our 100th episode will be recorded live in Los Angeles. Uh, still details to come on that. We're in the process of getting that set up. We were really excited to get that uh, get that happening. Speaking of 100 episodes, in Movie Nerd We Trust, Christopher James Podcast is celebrating its 100th episode this coming Friday. Uh, myself and Melissa Merlot will join, uh, will join Christopher and Quincy uh, to record that 100th episode. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I mean, I've been on the show a bunch of times, but Melissa and I always, it seems like we've had several Comic-Con panels in the past that we've been scheduled to be on together. And, uh, and yeah, we, something always falls through where one of us can't make that particular panel. So I'm excited that, you know, th th this is in a way our makeup panel <laughs> that we never, we never are able to make. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited for that. So stay tuned for details on our 100th episode. Like I said, it's going to be a live show in Los Angeles. Uh, pro probably in February, I believe is what we're looking at. I would like to thank everybody uh, for the kind words that have come in this, this week. Um, some, of, some of you may have heard um, my, my incredible sister-in-law, Cassie, passed away this last week. And it's it's been a really, really hard time on our family. Uh, Cassie and my, and my brother-in-law Roger, uh, you know, we're, we're having having their first their first children this week. They were as they were having twins, and uh, unfortunately, after after giving birth, things took a turn for the worse, and, and and we lost Cassie. And it's it's been a very a very sombering time for our entire family, and I, I I'm, I'm overwhelmed uh, by the kind words people have said to me, and especially by by just the generosity that people have had towards Roger during this difficult time. Um, as, as you know, he, he sets forth on a whole new chapter now to raise raise these two twins, twin boys, you know, with, with, without his amazing amazing wife. So to, tomorrow we lay Cassie to rest, and it, it's it, it doesn't seem real. I mean, that's the best way that I can put it. Is it just it does not seem real that this has happened. But thank you so much, you know, to all of you that have reached out to me um, and and offered up your, your your kind sweet words. It means so much to both myself, my wife. So, and, and the entire family. And like, like I said, I mean, the fact that the story has made it all around the nation. You know, we've seen news, sto news stories in Oregon, Oklahoma, California, all, all, all over the place. It's, it's amazing to see, you know, the kindness of strangers and, uh, and kind of restore the faith in humanity a little bit. So thank you so much to anybody that has taken the time to donate to their GoFundMe uh, to be able to help Roger out as, as he, you know, embarks on this on this really hard journey that he has ahead but he's he's amazing and he's going to do some incredible things and he's going to be the greatest dad that that Lincoln and Beckham 
could ask for. And and I'm I'm excited to see, you know, those those, those boys grow. So thank you, thank you to everybody uh, for the kind words and and continuing uh, to to support Roger, uh, Roger through this difficult time. And you know, Cassie was Cassie was incredible. So she was very supportive of me, and always always offered kind words and always was supportive. And I I'm, I can't even you know come come up with words <laughs> to really describe you know how much I'm going to miss her. So thank thank you. Again, to everybody that has been so amazing. Not not to bring down this intro, but I, I did. I do just have to say a thank you uh, to everybody that has been so amazing during this hard time uh, with my family. Again, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm sorry if I just brought everybody down, <laughs> but I, I again had to thank everybody. But I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode with myself, Jesse Knight, and Christopher James. We recap our time in Los Angeles. And uh, yeah, uh, coming up later this week as well. I was just, <laughs> I just got back from Los Angeles again as I was covering Festival Supreme. Um, that episode will be out in two days here, so you will hear that as well. Um, and then uh, myself, Jesse Christopher, and I believe Austin Grant uh, will be joining us in February back out in Los Angeles, where we, where we will record the 100th episode as well as a ton of other episodes we'll be recording. Then, of course, our Oscar coverage while we are out there. A lot of great episodes still to come this month, uh, as well as throughout December. A uh, bunch more with, you know, all of us kind of grouped together. We'll have a Thanksgiving episode, of course, our Christmas and New Year's episodes, as well as a lot of great guests to come. So thank you guys uh, again for all of your support. And I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Our LA recap with myself, Jesse Knight, and Christopher James. Enjoy this episode. start dancing when the, when the moment's right i just when i feel the music in my heart and my body it just wants to respond to it so you just didn't feel the music <laughs> earlier nah you know i was actually thrown off because the weirdest thing is i swear to god i was listening to the song that she was singing this morning on the way to food for less you probably were so i i know when i was uh ho- when i hosted that show for mix i pretty sure i introduced it twice no, she was like a yeah. like a fantastic singer. Like I, because of Discover Weekly on Spotify, I've been like adding a lot of songs on there. She had an impressive voice. She yeah, did. I, I'm interested to know how old she is because oh, she was she looked young. I was guessing like 14 or 15. Even. Yeah. 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 She was really really talented though for her age. She felt amazingly comfortable on that stage as well. Oh yeah. Maybe she's I don't know how many performances she's done, but. Do we even know what her name was? Alicia Cara. So I'm I'm actually pulling her up right now to see if this is the correct page. So that's good. That's good for uh, for podcasting. Looking looking at our phones. <laughs> we did it this morning. Well, Mike did it this morning. <laughs> Mike M- Mike is Mike, and and he gets to do that. That's true. <laughs> well, you two look away. It's, it's just going to become the Jesse show, and said so Jesse's just going to be like. Jesse, entertain so, us with your with your so charm. I'm Jesse Knight, <laughs> and uh, I just bought a lot of wine from Trader it's Joe's. It's gonna be a boring show. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, have faith, sir. We have a lot to recap about Los Angeles. There's a lot. There is. There, there, there's our annual uh, episode, Siren. Yeah. Yeah. If, if everybody can hear that, there is our regular, our uh-huh. regular uh, police or fire engine siren. Which probably means there's, uh, 
I, I don't want to generalize, but possibly a homeless person uh, tripping out on some type of uh, per- performance-enhancing substance. Or yeah, crack. could be the dude that was spray-painting himself gold. Yeah, it could, be, it could <laughs> be the guy that, was just, that we uh, encountered like an hour ago spray-painting himself gold. So it's like there's body paint for that if you want to be a street performer. This dude was just like, fuck that. I'm just spray painting everything gold. He's like, I'm going to wait for the number 72 bus, and then I'm going to paint myself gold. <laughs> you know, I have to admit, sometimes life will get you down. But it's nothing like walking down Sunset Boulevard to make you feel a little bit better about yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I feel pretty down, but I've never gotten to the point where I've been like, fuck this. I'm spray painting myself gold. I don't care yeah. what anybody thinks. <laughs> or, or pooping on the sidewalk. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. So yeah, I mean, right when we got here, there was a nice, nice big thing of poo on the sidewalk. I was like, "Oh, don't step in that." Ugh. Yeah. They missed. Uh, by a like long shot. Travis Star is way over there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, from from last time we were here, and we found the we found the pile of poo on on Donald Trump's star. Oh yeah, I uh, I still have a picture of that, and I just sometimes when I'm down, I look at it and just remember that you know maybe maybe there is still faith in humanity. Maybe I can still believe. <laughs> Did you see that somebody a couple weeks back built a little wall and put it around his star? No. <laughs> yeah, they built they built a Mexico border wall and put it around his star. I hope they made it out of Taco Bell shells. <laughs> awesome. I've also seen a spray painted mute symbol on it. Yeah, I, I've seen that. I I wish that we could have found. I don't know where they moved it to. The uh, they have uh, those those naked Donald Trump statues that popped up oh, all over the place. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would have loved so, to and see one that. Of, one of them was here, and I heard, uh, as we went to Kimmel today, I heard somebody talking about uh, that they actually got a hold of it and, and had it set up at the studio. And, I mean, I missed some of the last steps of the Kimmel last week, but I guess they had it, like, peeing at people as they walked Oh, past. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the way to Kimmel, I saw one of the blank stars and someone who just took in a Sharpie that said, Evict Trump. Are de- are deportant too, like something like that. Man, I don't understand the people that that deface the stars. There, yeah. It's like Hollywood Chamber does the best they can to try and like keep up the boulevards as much shit as they have to. Yeah, have to deal with it. It's just obnoxious when they people feel the need to to vandalize them. I know. So, but it's been a it's been a very productive. productive oh yeah. Time here, so like I. I, I feel exhausted, but in a very, very good way as, as we get ready to head back tomorrow. Very fulfilling. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, sure. s- Sunday, right as we got in, we almost immediately just hit the ground with uh, w- with podcasting. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we immediately had Brandy Posey on. Which uh, was such a great which, episode, yeah, too. such a great episode. It was really fun uh, finally getting a chance to sit down and talk with her and I, I mean, I mentioned on the episode that at this point you've all listened to, but um, yeah, I mean, we talked on that episode kind of about how we've been trying to book uh, book Brandy on the show since uh, February, <laughs> but our schedules just never were uh, never were matching up. So it was really good to finally uh, to finally get Brandy on. But yeah, I mean, I think I think that also set a good precedent for the for our entire time here, knowing that we were just going to be you know podcasting and enjoying a lot of comedy. And I mean that was that was the best way to to really start it was was with Brandy uh, Brandy coming on the show. So and then I mean after after that it was just kind of like getting adjusted, going back to our 
Walk, walking on up to 25 degrees and enjoying some enjoying some food. Oh, God. Man. So we, we were hoping to meet up with uh, with our friend Alex, uh, Alex Watson, uh, who's out here working. He's working over at I.O. and uh, and working on some films. But we uh, unfortunately, our schedules just didn't didn't connect to be able to uh, be able to, to hang out with Alex. So but yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of a good a good somber uh somber monday uh, or sunday in a way so plus i had to get the uh the podcast uh <laughs> uploaded still for that day from our uh our salt lake comic-con recaps so i had to get all that that completed um yeah i mean it was it was a lot of fun and yeah like i said hang, hanging out with brandy was a uh, was a good time so it was it was great yeah, to finally have her on of course she, she was on your show yeah uh, well, back, back in march uh no i thought well, like january february early, was that early? yeah um we wanted to make sure that we got her on to promote her her uh, album release. So it was yeah. like a week or two before it came out. Okay. Yeah, and it was good to uh, re-listen to that again on the way here. Yeah, yeah. As we re- re-listened to Opinion Cave, uh, Brandy's album. I mean, we talk about it on on, on the, her episode, but seriously, it's it's a great album. I I absolutely love her comedy, and yeah, if you if you if you didn't go out and buy her album. Or just get on get on the good old iTunes and buy it when, yeah. when we had her on. Do it now. Not even to mention listening to her uh, Lady to Lady podcast with Barbara yeah. Gray. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's fan- absolutely fantastic. Barbara Gray and Tess Baker. Or is it Barker? I'm sorry, Tess, if I just butchered your last name. <laughs> but, yeah, they're, they're, they're fantastic. Baker. Baker? We've had a lot of fun. I, we stopped by the Museum of Death to get you a T-shirt this time. Yeah. It was pretty nice. Every, every time we go yeah. over to the Museum of Death, I always sit there and contemplate. Do I want to buy a T-shirt? I, I should get a T-shirt. No, I'll buy it later. I'll just order it online. And I never do, and it, it's it's been itching itching at me. And then you, you ordered one last time. Yeah. So after after we came through, so and and after Jesse sent me the picture, he was like, "Look what I just got." I was like, "I want one." <laughs> so I had to finally finally go and get pick up a Museum of Death shirt. Mine's different mm-hmm. than yours though. So, because we couldn't have matching shirts. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> then we, uh, on the way back from 25 Degrees, we uh, found that really great mural of all the, all the, like, uh, all that ass drive, actors. Like all, yeah, yeah, all the, uh, I can't remember which street that was down. I and don't I, and either. I'm, I'm more concerned about the black space that? that's in it. So, yeah. like, that was the part that tripped me out. Yeah, but there's, like, all the legendary, like, people that were in there. Like, George Reeves, James Dean was in there, Charlie Chaplin. Abbott and Costello, yeah, R two D two, yeah, E T, E T, E T's in the back <laughs> making a phone call, <laughs> yeah, which was it just caught me out of the corner of the, my eye when yeah. we were walking by, and I'm so glad we, which we found a few few things this time around where it was like where the hell was that before? Yeah, it's funny, like the, the picture I even took earlier tonight of the uh, the Kennedys, of yeah. the Kennedys, uh, with a Jackie O and a JFK, like that was kind of like. Yeah, well, there's that. Like it was <laughs> just too obscure to not take a picture of it. Oh yeah, it was. B- I love the the graffiti and just artwork that uh, some just the murals in general. That's like one of my favorite things. One of my favorite things about coming here, and because I'm, uh, you know, I'm a trending person. I play Pokemon Go, and I just all the Pokemon Go stops that we saw randomly. The Scientology, the Church of Scientology one that we took a selfie in front of, and then just some of the. Yeah, uh, graves when we went to go see the uh, Hollywood Forever uh, cemetery. Yeah, it was, uh, I thought it was funny how many of those were uh, were pokey stops. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but and that was a great visit too. 
Yeah, yeah. On Monday, Monday we got the, I got the episode and everything posted for uh, for Salt Lake Comic Con um, first thing. But we also uh, kind of kicking off because Monday was Labor Day. Yeah. So and we knew that there was going to be. I mean, this is a town run on labor unions. <laughs> So we, we knew that there was going to be some things closed. We wanted to do some stuff at UCB that day, but, of course, they were closed for Labor Day. Um, so, so first things first, I mean, I, t- I took you guys up to the uh, to hike up towards the Hollywood sign up yeah. in the Canyon. Because uh, I know that was something that was part of your bucket list as you've been working on your book that you'd wanted to do for a while. And when I when I was, took a similar picture back in, uh, back in uh, March, I'd posted it and Jesse, Jesse commented on it, which was like, yeah, nice background. <laughs> like just being a smart ass that I took it in front of like a photoshopped background. <laughs> Did you really tell him? Yeah, it's still on. It's still on. Oh, nice! It's a beautiful backdrop. Yeah, it's a beautiful <laughs> backdrop or something like that. And and I was just like, well, you'll get your own picture in front of it. So uh, part part of that was I was destined to prove to Jesse that it was real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty pretty hefty hike. Like it was a. I uh I felt so dumb being the only one who had to stop like three or four times. Oh, you're fine. It's because it was so steep. And no, it's, it is a steep. That you you get to parts of it and it's really fucking steep. Like you have to just you, you have to you know take take those breaks for yourself because like, you don't want to hurt yourself for one. I just like stopping to take pictures of the houses along the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Because a lot of the houses you walk up there are just gorgeous. And and they're so different. They, like you have the cottage style, and then you even have some of the ones that are, you know, more of like the modern architecture. There was one that were just cement, but anyway, yeah. it was yeah. No, it's been a great trip. I think one of the things that I've just been, I mean, anytime I, I'm able to participate in these podcasts, they're always eye opening. Not just on the comedic level, but yeah. I mean, everybody that that we've been able to talk to in the podcast to get on to get to know on a personal level they're just smart you know they're not just funny they're yeah. they're smart and they use their comedy in a smart way and i think that's one of the things that's really impressed me on this this whole trip yeah i mean we got a good buddy fellow comedian of mine uh mateen stewart on and that yeah. was a lot yeah, of fun mateen was on yeah after after we did the hike mateen came on so and and talk we went over to mateen's place and his dog cosby is one of the cutest oh, dogs yeah. i've ever seen I, um, I wanted to take that dog home <laughs> so, I love that dog. <laughs> so yeah i mean it was it was really cool talking to mateen and kind of learning learning some of his story growing up in detroit and stuff and yeah i mean that was that was really cool t- uh talking with him so and, and learning learning some of his stories i love the story he told us about uh, ben stiller and rob hubel oh yeah so that was uh that that was pretty funny so again episodes you guys can listen to that are that are all up there for your for your listening pleasure yeah, plus it was good just to see him, just because, like I was telling you guys on the way there, it had been so long since I saw him. I think the last time I saw him is opening for him at 50 West yeah. uh, for his album recording that he's going to be releasing pretty soon. Well, by the time people are listening to this, it'll be out. Oh, shit, yeah, that's right. So, so, so yeah, you're, 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 speak, you're speaking in, in the past, Christopher. What? Because right now we are speaking to the future. Fuck the man. future, future. I feel like future. Doc Brown over here. Marty, listen to the past episode. Uh, I'm just waiting for Libby and Terry to terrorists to block in here and shoot him. Oh, not's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is made from pinball parts. <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. It sounds about right. It's, it's made from. <laughs> it is made from pinball parts. <laughs> 
No. The coolest thing, though, I mean, is as Matina asked if we could come over to his place, was as, like, I, I, I knew where it was, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's over near Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And I've never had a chance to check that place out. All the times I've been here, even, even when my wife and I were living in Burbank, uh, we, we always wanted to come over and check it out and just never had never had time to. Like We, we hit up Forest Lawn one day, Forest Lawn in Burbank, um, where like Liberace's buried and uh, Jerry, oh, Buss, wow. Jerry Buss, who uh, used to own the Lakers, um, Laurel's from Laurel and Hardy, uh, Brittany Murphy, like some of them, oh, some, of, some of them are there. Um, but yeah, I'd always still wanted to come to this. I, I always wanted to see Johnny Ramone's uh, yeah. grave and, and, and uh, Mel Blanc. So it was, it was really cool to be able to, to see those. But I, I mean, the coolest thing about it, I think, was just how it, it wasn't what we'd necessarily expected. I mean, walking through some of those mausoleums, all of us were just in awe at everything they had to offer. Oh yeah, the the architecture and everything there was beautiful, and it was a beautiful just scenic walk to walk through that and just kind of yeah. learn a lot and see a lot of the diversity and culture that was in that. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, we kept talking about while we were walking throughout it because I've never seen a park, let alone a cemetery, that is that freaking beautiful. But I think part of the the effect that it had on us. I mean, you kind of hit on it too, Tim. I mean, it just had a certain piece about it. And I think a lot of times when we go to cemeteries, it's because of our, of our family members, and that's, yeah. that's a good thing. But here it was completely it's different. It's a good thing. Yeah, it, it almost was because it's we'll like – Well, know that we go there for our family members. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's I, – I, I, get, I get what you meant. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good and a bad thing when it's for your family members. I mean, it's bad that they're gone, but at the same time, I mean, depending on how they passed, I mean, they're at peace. But, yeah. but yeah, continue <laughs> on. <laughs> that's kind of what I was kind of hitting on. And yeah, that's what I was going to go because w- with Mel Blanc and all, I mean, it. We know that they're gone, but it's still kind of happy, and it connects us a little bit more with you know seeing seeing their tombstone. And yeah, we yeah. even Johnny uh, Ramos. That was I would yeah. love to have a tombstone like that. Statue. Oh yeah, that thing was epic. Quotes of your friends, you know, just o- on the side and just freaking awesome. Yeah, we yeah. even saw uh, Charlie Chaplin Jr. too. Yeah, yeah, we were, yeah. His uh, his spot in the mausoleum there. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool to be able to to see that. But I I know we were also talking about you know some of the peace aspect of it. Aside from the fact that it's like you know seeing people the well seeing the the graves of of you know so many people that you know did have an influence on all of us. But then also I mean just you know kind of as you walk through there. It was really fascinating just how many immigrants uh, yeah. we'd come across. You know, so many, so many different Russian immigrants and and Jewish immigrants, and and even noticing sometimes the way that they would turn the headstones um, so that they were they were facing you know Mecca or, and, and things like that. I thought that was super cool. Don't tell Donald Trump because I mean he'll probably somehow <laughs> like make them face oh, yeah. direction. <laughs> These but, headstones are too huge. <laughs> Well, no, because they're Muslim <laughs> and they're facing back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like any excuse to do a shitty Donald Trump. <laughs> Feel way it takes away his power a little Made bit. Made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it it, it was. Re- I thought it was cool too that with with so many of those headstones, that they they had so, so many of them had pictures of of the people on them. Yeah. Yeah. And Even like the carvings too. Yeah, and and it was. 
I mean, it made it oddly personal that these are people that we've never met, we've never encountered. I mean, most of them looked like, you know, they might they might have been a high school lunch lady or something. But they all had their story or so, and, so, and something. And, I mean, th- I think that's kind of what made it feel, in a sense, peaceful because it was just mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you were able to p- pay your respects in a way to somebody that you've never you've never known while just kind of admiring the beauty of, of that entire cemetery. For sure. Cause I mean, that's a great point because it's not just the celebrities, it's the families of celebrities. And not only that, just the foundation of California in yeah, the early so days, because it's exactly what it was. It was, it was immigrants trying to settle an area. I mean, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't the, you know, necessary. I mean, Hollywood land was just a real estate development. It, it wasn't meant to be, you know, the capital of film and all of that initially. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but to see, to see all of those, uh, all of those just in- incredible, just, you know, families grouped together that, you know, there, there was a story there and it, it's, mm-hmm. it's just fascinating to look at those and be like, and then, and then even as we kind of saw the pioneer ish era. Yeah. That sadly was kind of, kind of secluded from the rest, but, I mean, you're seeing people from like 1901. You mean the wall? Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the wall that had been erected around them. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that was it, it was it was very sombering to to see so much of that, and, and it's like I mean, yeah, we we initially were there to kind of try to find some of our some of our heroes' graves, and it ended up being so much more than that. So I know there was there's one of the spots in, in one of the mausoleums that I think all of us even snapped a picture of. That I mean, it it really touched me in a, in a way, because it was uh, in the first mausoleum we walked into, they had kind of like a walkway that had a little gate, and there was only one person who was buried in that area, and there was just a single chair, um, clearly for his loved one to to come and be able to kind of sit in like a solemn peace, and yeah, s- and spend time with, you know, w- w- with with their loved one, and I thought that that was just so sweet and just so incredibly precious in a way to be able to have you know that that solemn area to be able to express you know their their feelings yeah and even just looking at the picture that i took of the the mausoleum walkway it was just like beautiful just like in general it's beyond gorgeous and i don't know if you guys noticed this i forgot to point this out but as we were walking did you guys see like the random like rose petals on the ground on the marble ground just from the flowers that have been hanging next to which i thought was like wow there's still people like coming here after so many like decades still leaving flowers for some of those people. Yeah. And, and I mean that just, that added so much to it too. Just being able to see, you know, the, the respect that still so many of these people are, are given and Mel, Mel Blanc's grave too. I mean, where there were stuffed animals that were left. I mean, that kind of, in a way it kind of broke my heart because these are people that, you know that are that are leaving are, are leaving gifts for one of their heroes. Yeah, I loved it because uh, they left like a little uh, a rabbit, little stuffed rabbit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, even uh, oh, why am I blanking on the, the giant Looney Tunes rooster? Foghorn Langhorn. Foghorn Langhorn. Yeah, there's even a Foghorn Langhorn one. I say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing how many voices that man. That man oh did. yeah. So I mean, I, his his headstone says "Man of a Thousand Voices" and. I mean, I was I was putting all my hashtags. 
and when I shared the picture, I wanted to you know be able to to show people you know some of the voices that he had done. There's a really cool video um, when he was on Letterman uh, a few years before he di- he died, um, where he goes through and he talks in so many of the voices. It, it's absolutely incredible. Completely incredible. I I don't, I honestly even shudder to think what my childhood of how different it would have been without Mel Blanc. Oh yeah. yeah. With Looney Tunes and I mean who has not at least watched, you know, Looney Tunes? It's it's just incredible. I, I can't imagine somebody having watched less than ten episodes of Looney Tunes. Oh yeah. So I mean in anybody that hasn't watched at least ten episodes of Looney Tunes should be locked away until they have. So that it should be a requirement. Effectively <laughs> loony themselves. What? Effectively loony themselves. They should be locked up because yes. they're insane. Exactly. There was that Demille uh, one too. The uh, oh, right, the oh, Cecil B. Demille. Yeah. yeah, the the ones uh, that were kind of raised marble. Yeah, that that was the first one that really kind of hit me in a strange way. So I I, I remember I kind of said said to Jesse, I was just like, you know, it's. This is somebody that we never met. That it was gone before we were even born. Yeah. That you know had such an impact on, on film. That I mean, it, it's helped craft our our careers to you know even be in this position to be talking about them, and and that I think is just an incredible thing. And it, it was a moment of just like oh my god, like, you know that's, that's where that's where he was laid to rest and. Again, it's it's weird. I think I think it was on Mateen's episode that we kind of mentioned. You know, the, there are people that we've never met. Yeah, but it, it's a matter still of you. You can feel that sense of loss and that sense of love because of how they still impacted your life. We're, we're connected to so many people that we we never will know because of how you know maybe comedy affects them. So they see something that we do on the road and that affects them. So the same way that so many of those people have affected us. Hmm. And, the, I mean, it, it's surreal to think that way. And, I mean, by no means am I trying to compare us to Cecil B. DeMille or Mel Blanc. But, I mean, in that same way, it, it's it's crazy to think that, you know, yeah, people we've never met, you know, affect our life so much that even when we see their their final resting place, it's... It's very touching in that in that way. Yeah, it's almost. I mean, I know they're gone, but it's almost you get that little flutter of fanboy moment because, you know, you're in, still in the presence of a great and talented person. Yeah, they, they may be encased in like multiple slabs of marble in a casket, but uh, they're there. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a physical way of just being in the presence and being able to give our our tribute or adage, yeah. whatever you want to call it, because it. And some of the people were fascinating enough that, you know, not that all of them didn't have, again, their own story, but, you know, they were, they were so fascinating that we, we ended up, you know, Googling them to, to try and find out, you know, a little bit more of who is this person? Like, what, what is this about? And that, that I thought was, was kind of interesting in the sense that we, <laughs> there's people that were like, no clue who the, who the hell this is, but clearly they were important. Let's. Yeah, the, find out why. the one guy by Johnny Ramon we found out was like really good artist and he handcrafted a lot of the things inside so like the hotels. The hotels yeah. and stuff around here. And I mean, the craftsmanship is inside the hotels. I mean, even as we were sitting in 25 degrees, 
on the Sunday, uh, or, or sitting inside the Roosevelt, waiting waiting uh, to go into 25 degrees. I mean, that hotel lobby is just gorgeous. I mean, that early 1920s architecture that so much of Los Angeles is built on. I mean, that's the, that's one crazy thing that you think about is that so so many things in this city aren't even 100 years old yet. Oh yeah. So, but yet, I mean, as we even mentioned on the Chaplin episode, um, you know, there's just a a romanticized, uh, you know, way that you can kind of look at old Hollywood and and these old hotels and, and, you know, you you kind of feel a part of it. It's it's almost like time traveling in your mind in a way. Yeah, it's kind of how I felt like uh, when we went to the comedy store and just saw the wall of all... The yeah. uh, greats there. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's crazy to sit down at, at the comedy store, um, and and be able to look up and you know you see David Letterman's name there, you see Gilda Radner, and yeah, you see just you know Robin Williams. I mean they even have the light for Robin Williams, and you know everybody from from then to you know I mean Chris Hardwick just got his name added to the wall. Oh wow! So and I mean. You you've got Mark Marin on there. I noticed Ron Funches was on there now. Oh, um, nice. So I mean, you you've got you know so many great comics that have just completely shaped it. And I mean, as, as we went to the comedy store Monday night, you know, kind of following things over at the uh, at Hollywood Forever Cemetery, because um, we actually so so j- just to kind of jump back there, uh, we went to the f- the cemetery like. 30 minutes before Mateen's, yeah. before he we went to Mateen's uh, house to do his interview. And we didn't realize how amazing the cemetery was actually going to be. And after we kind of putted around for like 30 minutes, we we're like, um, yeah, we're going to come back here after we do Mateen's episode. Cause, <laughs> and then we spent like another two hours <laughs> yeah. walking around the cemetery. Yeah, and it was <laughs> totally worth it too. Like, Yeah, absolutely worth it. I got my steps in. Oh yeah, <laughs> just uh, just taking in all the like be- like there was Egyptian catacomb things yeah. there too. There was, you know, the Johnny Ramone statue was like really awesome. The monument to Toto was pretty sweet. That one, uh, that one kind of touched my heart. I mean, yeah, you guys know how I am with animals. Yeah, did you know so, someone left a little tennis ball there too? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. I couldn't look at it or I'd tear up. Yeah, uh, Mickey Rooney's I, I, like I, I get a little emotional with with pet stuff. Yeah. Mickey Rooney's thing there too was really cool. Yeah, Mickey Rooney's was really cool. So that that was that was fascinating to see him. I've I've always wanted to to be able to see you know where he was where he was laid to rest. So that was that was cool to be able to to see that as well. But yeah, th- then then as we went on to to the comedy store, I mean yeah, w- just just you know getting up to the comedy store, there is just just so much greatness there, and I mean it was. The thing that a lot of people don't know is that it originally was the Cicero nightclub. Yeah. That uh, was under mob rule back in the day when Mickey Cohen ran things in town. And, like, if you've seen the movie Gangster Squad, that's the greatest movie. But it, it's still, I mean, some of the history of that is very much, you know, what actually did did happen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was that was one of his clubs that eventually, eventually uh, Mitzi Shore... Uh, it turned into the comedy store, and yeah, I mean it's it's such a fascinating, fascinating, fascinating place. So Jesse and I actually we had to walk over to because we were in the original room, yeah, uh, for potluck, 
but Jesse and I walked over to the main room um, for a moment because um, we were supposed to be picking up some merchandise there. So and the, and nobody was there, but just walking up to those doors and like in the hallway they have some other pictures because you walk into the uh, original room and you've got a lot of of original headshots, you know, of, of Chris Rock, Gary Shandling, uh, Jay Leno. I mean, uh, Gilda Radner was up there too. Oh, nice. I mean, just ev- everybody that you can think of has their headshot, you know, right there as, as you enter. If you actually go to the comedy store's uh, Instagram, they've had a whole collection. Of kind of like this fisheye lens type thing with a oh, lot of yeah. the paid regulars um, in that hallway, and it's nice. really really cool to see. So and they they did an entire art exhibit with the uh, photographer that's been taking those. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's it's really really cool. So but as Jesse and I walked over into the main room, uh, the hallway there, I snapped a couple pictures in it because um, like they've got the comedy thing up on the wall, mm-hmm. but they have um, they had a lot of shots of a bunch of the different comics working together. In the original room. Or, oh, damn. Well, in, in the main room. But, you know, pictures of, of Shandling and Pryor and uh, yeah. so so many. I mean, it, it was it was just so cool to be able to to take a look at that and be able to see some of the stuff there. And, I mean, I was glad you finally got to go to the comedy store. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's an experience. And I've always told you guys how rough the original room <laughs> can be, <laughs> uh, especially, you know, you got to see some of open mic. And... I mean, you, you, you can see exactly what I mean when open mic starts and you in that in that room and, you know, it's you've got the comics in the corner that you're trying to play to a fairly empty room at first. You got a, a weird light to the side of you. Yeah, that, that you have to pay attention to. I mean, it's it's difficult. Yeah, and uh, don't get me wrong. I I mean, I've been to a lot of shitty open mics back home, so yeah. I'm kind of used to the rough ones. But I mean, as a comedian, that that's kind of like my Graceland is to go to one of those yeah. those comedy clubs. And it's, I mean, it's it's not good to sh- even shit on open mic comics because every single comic out there at one point was an open mic comic. Oh yeah, I mean, I I myself was just sometimes some of those open mics are rough, but it's still I, technically I myself still am. Even though I get paid to do a lot of other comedy stuff, when it comes to stand-up, I mean, I'm not a regular stand-up. I yeah. primarily do writing and sketch and other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I but, mean, I commend everybody who goes yeah. up, whether it's the first, third, 50, 50th time. Um, it's interesting to go to open mics because you, you still kind of like, you're still, it still grounds you to remember, you know, I'm, hey, I'm just like everybody else. I'm still trying out jokes like the rest of them. I haven't even I haven't gone up, but I that's pretty much what I glean from it. Uh, I mean, not just the comedy store, but even previously when we, when we've come for meltdown is, but there's somebody gets up, and you don't even really laugh that much, or if you specifically don't find it all that funny, there's something to be learned from it. And yeah, and like you know, like both of you are saying, it's it's commendable that they're t- that they're courageous enough to get up there and put themselves out there. Make yeah. a fool of themselves, you know what I mean, and that's whether for good, <laughs> whether for good or bad. For if they, whether for anybody else feels like maybe it's just for them, yeah. and I think sometimes that's what it comes down to. And then, and sometimes I think, you know, that really wasn't that funny to me, but maybe well, it made a difference to them. And that's sure, I mean, yeah. it yeah. takes a lot of courage to go up there, whether you're funny or not. And some people might be just doing it to cross it off their bucket list. And you guys know how I'm a fan of that. So, yeah, but I mean, it's. I think it's just what comedians tell people is that rush 
that they get from going on stage. Mm. It's hard to describe. It's you have to do it yourself, which I think a lot of people want to try to emulate that or at least see if they can get a gleam of what that feeling's like or just everybody wants to be that funny person and you know, when they are, there people are always you should try stand up, you should do it. And they're like, Yeah, I should. So they go up on that stage and do it and it's you know, I've crashed and burned many times and I still still love doing it. Yeah, and as, and as I've said countless times, I mean, no no matter how many times, I mean, if you're always bombing, then maybe you should consider something else. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but, I mean, you're going to have those bad sets from time to time. That just comes with the, with the territory. Yeah. And I, 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 oddly, as I've said before, I enjoy them because it's the greatest moment to be able to sit back, assess what went wrong, learn from it and just you just have to keep going that's that's the process so i mean as we even talked on the uh, on the chaplain episode you know failure is something that if you're if you can't expect to fail and then learn from your failure there's you're doing it wrong <laughs> like plain and simple <laughs> yeah mateen and uh, brand even mentioned you know bombing on on their episodes yeah. they did both of them did yeah yeah um I uh, I really like the setup for their their mic. I mean, even though the like light was on the left, which would be hard to do that, but the whole like piano thing I thought was really cool. Yeah, that's new. Yeah. So, uh, oh, really? Yeah. The the one time I I got on like two two and a half years ago or so, uh, that yeah that was not that was not something that they that they had. So I, d- I did think it was fun though. Uh, our friend Christian Piper, who yeah, you know we've we've been through the Utah stand-up scene with Christian. I moved out here a few months ago. Um, his show Adrenaline, um, they're actually doing it at the uh, at the Improv lab, lab out here. I know. With, oh, sweet. Uh, with Sarah Tiana, Dwayne Perkins, uh, I want to say Tommy Jonigan. So it's a, he's got a great lineup. That's at the end of September, uh, I believe. Uh, but yeah, it was it was cool to be able to see him at the comedy store. He was he was part of Potluck last night. Yeah. So and then the crowd really really enjoyed him. Like it was it, it was great to see you know one of our friends from back home. I'm, and Christian's been a guest on on my, on this podcast uh, last year. Uh, he came on and yeah, it was, it was fantastic to be able to see to see him and uh, to watch him perform again. You know, not not in Utah. Yeah, it was cool too to also just see the locals you know here the local california los angeles comedy scene yeah you know it's cool to you know i've really never interacted with too many you know comedians from you know in a different scene besides them coming you know to utah and doing shows and and interacting with them that way so it's cool to like kind of go on someone else's turf and kind of see how that comedy scene is done <laughs> kind of scout them out you know, yeah so we- <laughs> This, this is what we want on our team coming up from the farm leagues here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Which but is a good point because I've mm. seen a couple of comedy shows back at home. But I yeah. mean, the, the audience is different. It's a different culture. It's a different d- dynamic and jokes probably, I would imagine, don't. Yeah, and you had a, the couple people who were pissed off in the crowd who ended up leaving. Which, uh, I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're... Yeah, and... If you're going to go to a comedy show and you're going to get offended at a comedy show. Yeah. I mean, unless they're, you know, full out declaring, you know, their love for Nazi Germany or, you know, truly giving hate speech. It's a comedy club. Like, not all comedy is going to reach everybody, but don't be a dick and yell out at comics. 
Yeah, it, it, well, it was kind of interesting because even one of them was backing up. Yeah, comic, another comic from the back <laughs> of the room, like, stepped into it as a yeah. heckler. You know, kind of shouted at the guy uh, that was on stage. And then another comic from the back of the room, like, stepped up to shout and defend him as well. I was like, that that takes balls. So, but again, I mean, it's just another one of those things that I that I love about the comics. Yeah, and that was actually one of the comics who backed him up. They do the he was the guy, one of the guys that does the roast battles there with them. Yeah, yeah, and he's on their uh, roast battle podcast too. Yeah, so there's, yeah, I mean, it's the comedy store. I mean, you you hear all about it all the time on WTF. You know, you you hear about it more on Nerdist. Um, I mean, plenty of plenty of shows have talked about, you know, just the mythos of the comedy store in a way. And it, and it truly is. It's, it's a very dark, dingy, magical place in a way. <laughs> like oh yeah. So I, I thought as we were getting ready to go, you were putting on your, you, you were saying you're going to throw your blazer on. Cause you know, you felt, you felt you needed to be a little classier. And I was just like, I immediately was like, no, like it's a piece of shit hole in the wall. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, not just classy. Just like, is, you know, those situations where you feel like, it's important to you, so you kind of want to, you know, you know, class it up a little bit. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Well, it, it's kind of one of your signatures. It helps you yeah. your element, right? Which is yeah. funny because when I class it up, I just make sure that I put in an order to T Fury in time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I need a freshly pressed T-shirt. <laughs> if every if every single event for me could just simply be jeans and a T-shirt, or shorts and a T-shirt, I do like my shorts. Yeah. So I know so many people are like, Ugh, shorts. Why would you wear shorts? Because it's fucking 90 degrees outside. It's okay. Like, I'm going to wear shorts. People you wear shorts in the wintertime, too? I do, actually, a lot really? of the time. <laughs> so here's the thing with that. So years ago, as some people know, I worked for a uh, sports company. So I, it was a uh, from the Utah Jazz, their, the NBA team in Utah. Fans. Their retail company, Fans, mm-hmm. um, I, I managed a, a few of their stores. So it was required that we wore khaki shorts. Mm-hmm. So shorts just became part of my regular routine. Now we could wear khaki pants. Good khaki pants. Not gonna lie, hard to find. That aren't like fucking Dockers, or you know so- something like some really terrible like Walmart style cargo pants. They just look fucking terrible. <laughs> so I was not about to. So it's like I, I would always just wear shorts, and I just became so accustomed to it mm-hmm. that it ne- it never really fazed me. Plus, thanks to global warming, we haven't really had cold winters lately. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's right. I wear pants. I'm feeling here in California. It's hot. I'm still wearing my pants. I just feel more comfortable in my pants. I go home, yeah. and I stay. I take my shirt off. I'm in my jeans. That's. I just don't like my legs, so I don't want to wear. Sh- I'm just. I had a bad experience. Someone made fun of me like every time I like wore shorts in junior high, and now I'm just like, I, well, I can't. What was it the mountain? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! We didn't even talk about that. So we, I mean, we talked about it on Mateen's episode of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Cr- Christopher, as we're coming, <laughs> we're up hiking <laughs> up the Hollywood sign. Christopher wants this picture, like. These outstretched arms and he's conquered the mountain. Yeah, my Rocky moment. And I tell Jesse, I'm like, wait, wait, gra- grab this other shot because Jesse was taking the picture where I was trying to make it look like I was kicking Christopher off the mountain. 
So, and as soon as I got up behind him, Christopher got really fucking nervous. And as we're on our hike back down, Christopher tries to open up to us with a very, like, you know, rough, rough and tumble childhood story. But the way he says it to us is, yeah, I I actually got really scared. And I was like, why the hell did you get scared? Like, I I didn't understand why he got scared. And he's like, well, I had a bad experience with a mountain one time and someone tried to throw me off. And Jesse and I just burst out laughing because it was the strangest thing. You were, like, going for, like, three minutes straight. <laughs> like, how are we going to lose you? Like, he's like, no, serious. Like, it was a serious, and you told us a story, which we're not going to go into on the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's too dark. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little dark and a little personal, but you go into the story, and Jesse and I are both just like, well, fuck, that's terrible. Like, <laughs> after you find them out, the more deep. Yeah, you can't preface it with I. Yeah. I, I, I had I had some trouble with a mountain one time. <laughs> yeah, I found like I find that like the more I'm around you guys, the more of the, the funniest things I'll say will just be when I'm just candidly saying something. Especially on these LA trips, like on these LA trips, fucking, I swear to God, I'll just. Something will come into my head, and I'll try to say it in a like, somewhat serious tone, but it just comes out like I'm channeling my, my spirit animal, Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out in a very Galifianakis way. Oh, we have to put, I gotta post that picture, too, of you attempting to murder me on a mountain. Didn't you already post that? I thought I did, but I'll double check. But it's a good picture, too. It's just the look on your face and me. Standing there, <laughs> I think Tim like Tim sells that picture the most, just with his, with his high karate stance. I'm a master of karate. Karate <laughs> for everyone. How much have you had to drink? I'm just kidding. Not enough. It's a day, that wine, like it's a day man song. Day man, oh, oh. fighter of the night, man, oh, champion of the sun. Oh, he's a master of karate and friendship for everyone. Dayman. Oh. Someone is unbeknownst to me. Really? Yes. You've got it. You have to get on. It's always sunny. You should. And you should Ah, be weeping by the way we just harmonized and serenaded you with that song. That's debatable. I was going. I was going to even. I was about to apologize to our listeners for having to deal with that. But I felt very confident about my my skills. You shouldn't. But it was still fun. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Thanks. Only sunny in uh, Philadelphia. Only sunny in Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Philadelphia. (laughs) I will have to watch it. I gave it two episodes and. You have to understand. I oh, it's sunny in Seattle. I just picture picture us as as this mashup where like Charlie Day ends up living with Fraser. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> toss salad and scrambled eggs. Hey, I love eggs. Let's make them. We can get some cheese on the, on the eggs. Yeah, some cheese on the eggs. <laughs> Let me make you a Charlie special, like his little. Uh, do you remember the little peanut oh butter? My God, Charlie, are those rats? <laughs> Yeah, you gotta bash them with the rat stick. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> I don't know why. It's the worst impression. Charlie too. Kelly, Rat King. <laughs> he, does he have like a like a little hand? Yeah. Does Fraser have a little, a little hand? Yeah. 
Oh God! See, so just you just you just have to you have to yeah, push do, your way through. You know, it, it, it's it's not intentional. This is what happens with me. I either get I'm not entertained enough, and I get ADD, and I'm like, nah, I bail, or I start watching. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty good, and then I fall asleep. <laughs> it it happens. It happens. So so, but today our final day has been quite the day. Oh yeah. So, I mean we we uh, started off a little bit of. Some confusion. Uh, we were supposed to be recording with Mike Furman uh, at UCB. Uh, some things have changed at UCB, and we had to bring Mike back to our dingy hotel, uh, <laughs> where Mike Mike pointed nervous. out some uh, some stains on the uh, <laughs> uh, on the upholstery <laughs> and uh, the bottle opener on the side of our uh, side of our uh, desk here. Which yeah, I didn't even know yeah, that. I didn't existed. even notice that. So that was like <laughs> uh, for a flag or something. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is flying a flag in a hotel room? Hey, it's just, <laughs> you know, he's a veteran. <laughs> veteran just wants an American flag at the mass so while he goes to sleep. A beer flag, a flag of freedom. I just pictured Christopher coming in here and just putting a flag down. I was like, well, this is mine for now. <laughs> I've planted my flag. <laughs> just like I tell the ladies. Consider yourself conquered, table. <laughs> You now belong to me, desk. <laughs> Within five minutes, it just falls over. Yeah, desk aside. reenacts the, uh, the Pearl Harbor thing, <laughs> putting the flag back in. That's not a Pearl Harbor. I can't think of where that's at. Normandy. Is that in Japan? Normandy. Nor- is that Normandy? Yeah, D-Day. That's right, that's mm-hmm. right. I feel like an idiot. That's right, I'm an idiot. Tweet me at Tim Drake and tell me, Tim, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'll accept it. <laughs> we all are, Tim. We all are. <laughs> yeah, me especially. For some reason, I've always associated that picture with Pearl Harbor, probably because there's a million fucking memes that have been made. Oh, yeah. Just all sunk into my head, and they're made incorrectly. Yeah. Blame the memes. I will blame the memes. I get mad at the memes all the time. Yeah. Yeah, there's way too many memes out there for stupid shit. There just needs a, me a meme law. That a states, meme law. Yeah. Meme law, yeah. I declare <laughs> meme law. As I scratch my head looking like a half-retarded monkey. Half? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tin's been mean to me on this trip. I have not been mean to you. You've been truthful and it hurts. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm here to mediate. Yeah, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse's mediation is just laughing and encouraging. <laughs> no, 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 that's not true. And then he's like, like it's okay, Chris, Chris, but I'm going to laugh at you some more. Chris, don't wear that blazer. It's stupid. Yeah. You're going to be dressing up. And this place is a dingy place for motherfuckers. And I'm yeah. like, Chris, be yourself. Find your element. But Tim's right. You look like a fucking twat. <laughs> he, it doesn't. If it's dingy, nobody gives a shit anyway. I feel like... The kid listening to his parents Chris. fight over things like, but the parents like a step, like a stepdad. Tim's a stepdad, and and Jesse's the mom, and I'm just this confused kid who just wants to fit in and have a nice family dinner. You know what? Maybe that's the reason Chris didn't get up today. He didn't wear his power coat. Let's get down to the business. And defeat <laughs> the Huns. Okay, no, no. That's right, that's been full on Mulan right there. Oh shit, that's what it was from. Okay. <laughs> were you really just were you really just in a fog right there trying to figure out what Yeah. I, I was like, was... wait, what is that from? <laughs> Mulan. Oh, 
I, that time in that, I the think, only redeeming quality about that movie for me was Eddie Murphy. Oh, it was the mm. dragon? And yeah. Villain. Oh, yeah, okay. He's a pretty badass villain. I'm not a big Disney movie fan, but going back, there's actually some that I enjoy. Heavyweights. That doesn't even really count. Heavyweights? I've never seen that. Is it, Blank not early, it was an early Judd Apatow and Ben Blank Stiller. check. Oh. Hercules is. Can, can I? I Hercules know. counts. Aladdin. Aladdin counts. Yeah. Of course they count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, blank check doesn't count. I don't care if the studio put their name on it. You don't count the, the Mighty Ducks either? If it's not at Disneyland, I don't count it. Okay. Okay. I mean, it, it was done by Disney, but that's yeah. not in the actual. Yeah, because everything by ABC is owned by Disney. It's still that's a true. Disney production. Okay, we'll stick to the so animated. Mi- Mi- Mighty, there we go. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's more the animated we're yeah. talking about. The Mighty Ducks. I mean, yeah, it's a Disney, and there is there is some Mighty Ducks stuff sold at Disneyland. If I oh, recall. is there? I, I'm not sure anymore. I recall at one point though. I think I. Did yeah, I've never something. been there. But yeah, yeah, I would I would only classify. None of their, most of their live action movies are shit anyway, so I don't care. Yeah. yeah. I, I that's the era I grew up in, is just loving those like live action We ones. grew up in the same era. <laughs> I don't know words <laughs> or time. Chris did have a very different upbringing than both of us. That's I true. <laughs> I did. That is true. Getting kicked off mountains and loving live action Disney films. They may have been correlated and one of the same. <laughs> I almost <laughs> died, so I need to like the <laughs> shittier films. <laughs> you either get off this mountain or you watch Blank Check, you son of a bitch. Chris was just like, Fine. I'm sorry, I shouldn't. That's not funny. Yeah, and it's a lot of the dark things in my childhood are now funny thanks to alcohol and therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and good on you for sharing these moments with us. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, today once we kind of got our debacle worked out, fantastic uh, episode with Mike Furman. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So my my yeah. face hurt for a good hour or so afterwards from laughing so hard with him. He's just so on point. I mean, the thing he, the thing that I liked about you know just kind of watching him, I, he, he gave us such a good idea of kind of how he works and his mind works. You can tell he's a perfectionist. Yeah, yeah. He kind of had and. I mean, even in that, it was he just cares so much about the work. Not not about actually how much money he makes or anything like that. But yeah, he's he's just he, he's a perfectionist. That yeah, I mean he he does he does his thing and and that's a uh, it it shows in everything that he does. I mean, his videos are fantastic. His music's fantastic. It was fun kind of hearing some of the insight too on on hard and firm. Yeah, and and how that uh, how that kind of came about with him and Chris Hardwick and and just him just fanboying out about, about Weird Al Weird Al yeah 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 and, and it was it was something I know you know people probably wanted me, wanted us to talk some Hardwick with him but I mean the episode was about Mike I mean yeah Chris oh, is yeah. an intricate part of a lot of stuff that Mike's done but we wanted to make sure still that it was about Mike so because we're a fan of Mike as well like yeah we're we're huge fans of Hardwick as well. But yeah, it was about. I mean, the episode was was there about Mike. It was about his his music, his career, his comedy. That's what we wanted to focus on. So uh, yeah. even though there were the hard the hardwick elements, it was about Mike. That was 
yeah, for sure. I mean, and he had, you know, he's more of a family man right now. But yeah, I mean, honestly, hope that whether if it's now or down the road that he is able to continue to put things out there because he's just got. Yeah, such well, a I mean, he did so mention, you know, that he was that he's just about done with a full album, and you know, he'll be doing some of the ID10T t- uh, tour dates with Chris. So and that and that's fantastic. That makes me really excited to uh, to to hopefully see you know one of those dates. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, but after after we wrapped with Mike, uh, we went on our journey upwards towards uh, towards Jimmy Kimmel. Because like, we had to make our we had to make our regular stopover at Mel's. So Mel's Diner is one of my favorite places in the entire world. I I know it's just a fucking diner. I know. I, I don't need people to remind me. I'm don't well. I am well aware that it is just a diner. Not just a diner. It's not just a diner. It's it's, it's wonderful. It's an experience, is what it is. I, I love the place. I truly love the place, and the waiters there. I mean, I've been going there for five years now. It, it it was literally almost five years to the date that I first came out here with my wife to kind of figure out, you know, career path changes, and it was a scary. You know, time to decide, is this what I'm going to do? But, I mean, here we are now, but it's, <laughs> it, it, it was, uh, it, it was kind of crazy to, uh, to, to think about that even today while we were eating there that, yeah, I mean, five years ago was when I, when I came here and sat in this very restaurant and kind of made that thought of, I think this is what, what we're doing. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. I, I didn't, th- I did not know that. You may have said that before, but that. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's 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 been five years since that since that kind of deciding moment that this was going to be a path. Didn't exactly know how the path was going to go, but yeah, it was almost five years to the date that yeah we were out here. I was still in business school at the time and studying politics. Food is important. I've had many <laughs> epiphanies, not necessarily good ones. I don't know. Yeah, so but, about but a, I need another beer. So <laughs> <laughs> about a satisfying meal that just clears your head. It does. It's and, and other parts sometimes. Oh yeah, <laughs> just well worth it. I yeah. know that all too well. Spoiler alert: I have IBS. <laughs> Not even where I was going with that, but oh shit! <laughs> Literally. Well, now everybody knows. Call that a spoiler alert. For anybody who has to be near or in the vicinity as long of that, as you yes. stay away from a large quantity of sandwich. We're good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> call back, kids. <laughs> but um, as we as we walked over to Mel's, it was it was fun too to stop by Amoeba Music. I've tried oh, to take yeah. Jesse over there yes. a number of times when we have been out here, and they have always been closed when I have tried to take Jesse over there. And so we finally got to go in today, and. We did, we putted around real quick, but we knew we had to still get to Mel's and then get over to Kimmel. And I, we did go back after Kimmel, so where I scooped up some uh, some comedy records. So I found out uh, the original Saturday Night Live. Yeah, record, that was a good find. Uh, Johnny Carson, a couple Smothers Brothers ones, mm-hmm. uh, Robin Williams one that, so that we found. So jealous of that one. I mean, it's there's something about those old vintage comedy records that I just love listening to on on my record player. I agree. It was a it was a temple of music. Yeah, a holy place. Yeah. It really was. It was really cool. It's kind of like awesome to walk through that store. Yeah, it, may, it really makes me wish that I would have had a chance to go into Tower Records as well. Oh before, yeah, before that got closed. But yeah, I mean it's 
It's it, Amoeba Music is such a cool place, and yeah, I I could spend so much fucking money in there. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've seen it, like a movie film there. I don't. Yeah, know. there's tons of them. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you've definitely seen that. With, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, Empire Records. No, that was Tower Records. Oh, okay. It? Yeah, that's right. Pretty sure it was. The place is huge, and it's just cool just walking through. Like, I'm not a huge music person, but walking through there and just seeing, all, like, with Jesse, like, pointing out all, like, the really awesome, like, hit albums. I even, yeah. like... Well, even so many of the underground albums that you don't expect oh, yeah. to see, that it's like you've heard them in past, and it's just like, oh, fuck, there's that. Like... Yeah. They it, had an, a surprising collection of uh, singles from Flaming Lips. I was impressed by that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, that was definitely rad. I also love the uh, behind-the-glass display uh, cassette soundtracks. Yeah. I yeah. almost forgot that they like made those. There's one for Big Lebowski. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, saw, that. I saw that. But, yeah, I mean, that that was that was a great experience. But then, I mean... Kind of our last experience for for the time being was uh was going to Jimmy Kimmel. Um, it, it's always fun to go to his show. It's been it's been a few years since I've been to his show, and I mean tonight we had on as a guest Andy Samberg. So and all of us are huge fans of Andy Samberg. Oh God, yes. So glad that he was on tonight yeah. for the first time going to Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Yeah, that that made for a great experience. And then Dave Salmoni, the Animal Guy, that just like that was just like fucking heaven. <laughs> oh yeah, the Kangaroo was so, awesome I mean, too. I, as, I mean, everybody knows I'm a very, I am a major animal person. And I, I see those, I knew, but as soon as I saw that he was coming on, I was so excited. Yeah. So, and yeah, I mean, he brought out a, a red kangaroo that was uh, just the cutest fucking oh, thing yeah. I've ever seen. Who eats Twizzlers and yogurt. Yeah, that eats Twizzlers and yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then he brought out a chameleon, uh, a, a golden eagle. That was awesome. So really and then a uh, two thousand pound buffalo. <laughs> yeah. So that was also just like the cutest thing, and I think my spirit animal. But <laughs> 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 so, but it was a uh, it, it was really really cool. And then some rapper I can't remember what his name was. It was uh, just beyond fucking terrible. God, what was his name? I don't know. I designer. designer? Yeah. 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 That was something else. I'll tell you. Yeah, I. I'm, I'm already like I'm at a loss of words having to think back at it because terrible doesn't begin to describe it. It was pretty awful. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really get it because I swear his song. It, it, it was like watching a seizure to a beat. Sure, like, that is <laughs> that is basically the best way I can describe it. It pretty much was. There's really no lyrics. No, I swear his lyric was about the kid from Fairly Odd Parents, the the Timmy kid. Possibly so. He did put a lot of effort. I'll give him that. Oh yeah, he that, had a lot of. Oomph. That is what a, a, a speedball will do to you. Yeah, he or puts two. on something, multiple things possibly. Yeah. <laughs> so and then uh, it was kind of fun afterwards, uh, being able to stop and talk to Don Barris. Uh, Don yeah. Don opens for for Jimmy. Has been for years. He's a regular at the at the comedy store, and. Uh, you know, it was it was cool to talk to him, and you know, find out, find you know, you know just be, in a way, be able to thank him. His episode of WTF is one that I've absolutely loved, and really a very inspiring episode. Oh, okay. So, kind of hearing his story, so it was kind of cool just to be able to stop and talk with Don for a second and just tell him, you know, hey, your episode 
you know, really, really inspired me. Like it was a fantastic episode. I have to go back and listen to that one. So and he he hosts the uh, the Ding Dong Show at the Comedy Store uh, regularly. So, but yeah, that was it. Was kind of cool to be able to stop and 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 say hey to him. So yeah, he even took a selfie. With yeah, took took a selfie with us. Cool. So made fun of me when I said, "Yeah, we'll get this with." The, like I was telling Jesse to get in, get in the picture. I was like, and and he was just like, "Okay," and I was like, "Yeah, it'll just be the three of us." He's like, "The three of us." Like well, I guess the four of us. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean that that's been our that's been our time here. I mean it's been a ton of podcasting and a ton of comedy. So it's been it's been a whirlwind that is like the best exhaustion I've ever felt. Yeah, feel super accomplished on this trip. Yeah, a lot a lot got done, and I already can't wait to. Wait to come back. I'm granted I'll be back here in a, next month for Festival Supreme, but nice. um, yeah, I mean it's it's just an, it's an amazing time every time. So thank you, Los Angeles, for always being everybody that we meet while we're out here for always just being so fucking awesome. Yeah, definitely. Like that's that's all I can ever. Pe- people always want to say, you know, how rough and tumble things in Los Angeles can be, and yeah, they absolutely can be. So I mean, Green Day, you know, wrote the song Boulevard of Broken Dreams about Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. So, and it absolutely is. I've always, I've always made the joke that, you know, the homeless in Hollywood are very handsome. They're handsome homeless because of the people <laughs> that their careers crumbled and had nothing else to do. But, I, I mean, truly, everybody that we do encounter, it's it's incredible that that we get to come out here as often as we do, and be able to to record with you know podcasts with people and be able to, you know, do any type of comedy with people and. Than to be able to just make make new friends and new memories, and that's that's all that we can ask for when we're doing this. Yeah, and huge thank you too for like including us. Absolutely, no. It's as as I had even told Jesse. You know, it's it's important that you guys are here. It's important that you guys are having these ex- these experiences as well, and being able to 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 learn and grow within the industry. It's it's stuff that I mean, I'm still very green, and I'm still growing within it myself. But it's it's so fucking hard to, you know, really get people to start paying attention to being able to network and and get to know those people and, you know, my friends, you know, that are trying to do that. I want to bring anybody up that I can that's willing to work hard and and be able to put forth that effort. And and I know both of you guys are, and it's 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 something that, not to sound all fatherly, but something that. You, you, you've earned like it, it's something that you guys deserve to be out, out here doing where it's something that you love. You shouldn't be forced to do stuff that you fucking hate. Well, I also owe you a personal thank you for helping me cross that off the bucket list with the Hollywood sign. That was, yeah, that's something well, I never you've thought. You've a few things off here now. Yeah. The last two trips. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but they were all because of you. So, I mean, you're welcome. I'm, I'm glad that, I'm glad that we can make those make those experiences happen. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know every time we come out here, it's eye opening in different ways, and and it's, it is sort of a progression. And we, we've been talking, we talk about it pretty much every time we come here. But it, especially for me, it's not just about even. It's something that we all want to do, and that we're all participating in in one way or another, in degrees, but. For me, it's it's more of just almost life changing with eye opening for for meeting other comics and 
seeing how they start, seeing where they are now, and it's just us helping each other to survive and finding the diamond in the rough here in, in L.A. So, yeah, th- I, I, I appreciate both of you. It's been a great trip and sad to uh, see it coming to an end, but at the same time looking forward to uh, new experiences down the road. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So there will be, there will be plenty. So, But until next time, Los Angeles, thank you. And, uh, I mean, basically as this episode uh, releases, uh, hi, New York, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'll, I'm probably in New York as you're listening to this right now, uh, recording some episodes. So, the future, I'm speaking to you right now. Ooh. <laughs> that was fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm rubbing off on you is what's happening. All right, well, thanks, guys. Uh, I guess it's time we get back on the road. Awesome.